Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. It's Sarah, and I have a very special gift to you today for our 200th podcast episode, and it is that my husband, Ben, has agreed to do a podcast episode with me, and I know I am excited. Yeah, this is great. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So we went back and forth on what we wanted to talk about, what we were going to say, and we decided to kind of just go silly with it. And so I said, why don't you tell them three things, three or four things that you know about me that they don't know about me? Because I try to be, live my authentic life, you know, so you guys know the real me, but there's certain things you never really know about someone until you live with them. Yeah, I feel like you tell them a lot. I definitely know that Sarah is a very big sharer where I'm probably not. I'm a little more reserved. She's out there a little bit more telling people what she does, what she thinks, how she feels. That's not my style. So it should be fun. How happy we are. How wonderful things are. It's true. It's true, though. Thank you for doing that. Oh, I'm happy to do it. (laughs) Okay, so... Do you want to say anything before we start? Or no, just start let's right get going. It? Let's get right into it. We also, we already did one Q&A where people got to ask him questions. So if you have not seen that, he did more of an introduction of himself and that kind of stuff. Um, it's under sarahkramsey.com and under Hi, I'm Sarah. And there's a lovely video that we did. of. So this is our first time tag teaming it, but it's the first time revealing all the secrets of Sarah. That's right. Ba, ba, ba. So what is something you know about me that our podcast listeners do not? The first thing I thought of when Sarah asked me this question is about her hair. She has this beautiful, look at her, I'm touching her hair, beautiful, long, luscious, It's dark, really long. Hair. I'm not sure if you guys know how long my hair is. It's like really, really long. Mm-hmm. The thing is for me, though, mm-hmm. is that no matter what I do, there's hair all over my body, but it's not my own. Oh, no. It's hers. So I can have it under my armpits. I can have it (laughs) in the back of my neck, wrapped around my ears. Anytime I put on clothing, it's there. It's in the pockets. It's absolutely everywhere. Wrapped around buttons. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's all over the place. It's all over the floor. So good thing we have dark floors. I guess you can't really see the black hair on the dark floors because. It's true. And it's a good thing we have a Roomba who cleans up the hair. That's very helpful for all of us. Oh, look, here's one of my hairs right here. Yep. So I spend, I don't know, what, 5-10% of my day on the hair situation <laughs> around here. Well, didn't you go golfing recently and take some of my hair with you? There's always hair. It doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be mm-hmm. wrapped in my pants, pockets, anywhere you can think of, for sure. So my college roommate um, went to visit her. We were in Tennessee, and her boyfriend, who she's now been married to forever, was in North Carolina. And uh, they had a very interesting conversation because she said, Brandon, what is this long, dark hair doing in your apartment? And he was like, it's not me, I swear. And it was her bringing my hair with her to North Carolina with him. So believe it, Brandon. Yes, it's true. It's true. It's very true. So what else? 
I'll stick, they... I'll stick on hair okay. because it seems to be a really important theme here. Look how much there is. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, go ahead. What does she use with the hair? Mm-hmm. The hair dryer. Mm-hmm. The hair dryer is my personal nemesis around here because what she does is she will get into bed. She'll turn on the hair dryer and just sit there as if it's a calming soothing noise from the hairdryer okay this is how she relaxes and focuses because i can't hear anything else it shuts out the whole world and so when i'm writing a book or something i will or doing like some deep work i'll actually get in the bed with the hairdryer blowing on my body not blow drying my hair that much blow drying my body and it makes noise in the house that everyone else can hear, apparently. And some people don't like that. I don't, I don't if I'm know. in the kitchen, mm-hmm. the bedroom is a considerable distance away. Okay. I can hear this hairdryer no problem, as if it's sitting next to me. It just permeates through our house. We've got a little bit of an open concept home, mind you. But the hairdryer is always on all the time. They, they did an episode about this on, like, my strange addictions. And there was someone who had a hair dryer addiction, which probably the biggest addiction of my life. Oh, it is. Uh, to me, I think I'm on an airplane. That's the problem. So I've had a job for years and years where I traveled sometimes Monday through Friday of a given week. So I'm always on an airplane. And that's what it reminds me of. And that's why I don't like it, I think. Because you'd be flying away from me. Isn't that the answer? That's it. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> it. I'm leaving. I'm out. Leaving on a jet plane. But what they don't know is that also... A few nights back, I went, I grabbed my pillow, and then I had oh, some kind of bad. residue on bad. my hands. I was yes, like, what is, is this? What's going on? Like, someone is taking my pillow. Someone's eating in the bed, which also. I don't eat in the bed. It's a hang up for me. No, but, but I maybe don't not eat for everyone else. I don't eat in the bed. That's good. That's a good thing. That was one of the rules. The unspoken it, rules it of our relationship. Of rule of mine. It's like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's not eat in the bed. I know some people maybe enjoy, like, a my, breakfast in bed. That could yeah, be nice for your yeah. significant other to bring you, but. In general, it's like eating in the bed. I think it's bad. That's a benism. So nonetheless, I go, I look at my pillow. Something's on it. It's dark, so I don't know what's happening. I turn on the light. There's blue stuff all over my pillow, all over my hands. I think, How? what happened? What could be blue? Who's eating something blue around here? Lo and behold, there's a mark on my pillow, like a big black mark where the blue is as well. So I start thinking, oh, wait, this is one of those cooling pillows. It's got gel inside of it to keep it cool. So what's happened is something has touched the pillow, and now the gel has leaked out everywhere. What could it be? Anyone take a guess? Sarah was in the bed, had the hair dryer. She props it up on my pillow, so it blows on her. So she gets that wonderful feeling of serenity for herself. It melted through my pillow. Yes, indeed it did. This is the time we need a dog so I can blame. I feel bad blaming the children. But if we had a dog, I could blame it on. Like, oh, I bet, you know, Rover messed up the pillow. Well, let's talk about the children because we have another (laughs) issue here, folks. Is that Brady, our 11-year-old, has now the same addiction. Every time I see him, his door's shut, what's going on? There's a hairdryer. He's just laying there with a hairdryer reading a book. So she's now passed this down to at least one child. I'm raising him right, I think is what you meant to say. Raising him right. In many ways, yes. In many ways. (laughs) Indeed. Yes, including how to handle handle the cold. 
Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we got the hair. We got the hair dryer. Anything else that springs to mind? I would say they don't realize your eating habits. I could go many ways with this, but uh -huh. what I think of is the scene from the movie Grease, which I think is super entertaining. It's been around forever. And oh, you don't like Grease? No, I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah. You never know what I'm going to say. It's, it's a mystery to us all. Yeah. And there's a scene in Greece where John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, they go to the diner, okay? And he, he like brings her over to the table. The waitress comes over and just says, what do you want? And Danny doesn't let her order first, though. He jumps mm -hmm. out, not very polite. And he says, I want a double burger or a double polar burger and an ice cream float. And she says, I'll have the same. He's like, what? What are you doing? I mean, she may weigh 100 pounds at this point in time. So you're saying I weigh more. over 100 pounds? I don't know what you weigh. <laughs> I never ask these kind of questions, ever. <laughs> so she's ordered the same thing he orders. Yeah. If we go to a place like that, guarantee that whatever I've ordered, you've at least matched this situation. Mm -hmm. And you can eat as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I weigh considerably more than you. Uh, which is That's good. all we need to know. That's all we need to know. So... Our first date, I got a salad. That's right. It's salad. And we went to this restaurant that has this amazing bread. It's like a pretzel bread. I really love it. So we go and she tells me that she's gluten free. Mm -hmm. It's a first date. I, I really can't indulge myself in this bread at this point. That's completely rude. So no bread for me. She ate a salad. Let me tell you how many times that she's ordered a salad in these many, many years that we've been together. Like two. Yeah. That and like one other time that I can even think of mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now I wasn't changing for the audience. We should tell them I wasn't changing for the first date. What happens is I've gone gluten free 40 times since then in our relationship. That's true. And I'll say, oh, I'm gluten free this week. And then I, you know, fall off the bandwagon within two days. So it wasn't that I was trying to change myself, but that I got a salad because I was embarrassed. It's because. I stopped being gluten-free like three days later. That's fair. That is fair. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. His dad, one time, we were at a Father's Day dinner, and uh, his dad looked at my plate, like, keeping with seafood. He goes, how are you not fat? <laughs> I think it's exactly the way he said it. He did. Yeah, he he did. said, yes, I think our, our relationship was very signified at that point, so it wasn't a concern. But um, I'm very supportive of you going gluten free, doing whatever diet you want to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're as supportive of me when I did my Ben diet. Oh, so he went really ate really healthy. And girls, I know you're going to feel this with me. So we're so comfortable around each other. I feel like he really knows me. And then all of a sudden he changed his diet. Yes. And so he would he would get the salad and girls who wants to eat a hamburger and french fries in front of their significant other eating a salad. No one is the answer. No one wants to do that. And he was like, what does it matter? You get what you, you want. I get what I want. And I'm like, I can't enjoy a hamburger. Well, I, it was fried chicken and mashed potatoes. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember with the, the Aubrey situation? Oh, no. That, yes, I do remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he had gotten a salad. Then I ordered. They have no, a great salad at that place. They though. do. You have to admit. So I got. It has chicken on it though. It's not just. It's not just lettuce. 
there's a lot involved. Strawberries, very good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yes, as soon as he started eating really healthy, my panic signals set in because then I thought, oh, now I'm going to have to eat really healthy. And the good thing is I got him back on the diet of French fries and uh, you don't really eat pizza, steaks and... Not a big pizza guy. Not a big pizza guy. Just but, for the um, record, I'm just pulling a hair off my shorts here. Yeah. We're good. Okay. Moving on quickly. Okay, so what else uh, did they uh, not know about me that you did? So when I think about the business and your investment in the business emotionally and just the toll it can take and the number of hours that you spend on all the wondrous women and you know people that you're trying to reach out to, I, I really think about how it pains Sarah when women won't help themselves. So just because she has a program that can help people, it doesn't mean that everyone comes to the table mm-hmm. every single time. You, know, you can show them the service offering, but mm-hmm. they ultimately have to make the investment in themselves and take that leap of faith that they want to change. And I've seen firsthand the impact it has on Sarah when someone doesn't do that. It's, uh, it, you know, it takes her a little bit, honestly, because mm-hmm. she just thinks, well, why, why won't this lady do this? You know, I feel so bad for her. This could really help her so much. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a true toll on her that no one else sees behind the scenes. I get to see it. but It's a terrible thing to see because I, you know, somebody will come and they'll say, I'm, you know, 50, I'm 60. My kids aren't talking to me. There's this whole terrible situation. You know, I've been in three toxic relationships and it's just terrible and everything's terrible. And I'm like, awesome. Do you want me to help you? And they're like, I don't know. I don't really know if I want help. And I'm like, what? You know, or I see I posted a picture of us being um, in a we're at a wedding this weekend and I posted a picture and there was a woman and she said, you're blessed in a way some of us aren't. And I hear that. It's like, oh, you've got a great life. You've got this. You've got that. And it's like, did you think it just magically showed up? You know, because it is the hours and the sacrifices and the tough choices and the getting past my own fear um, and not getting stuck that has helped us create this life, the vulnerability, the doing everything I can to have not brought both of us, not brought a swarm of past baggage into our relationship. And, um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's always interesting. Oh, you're just blessed. Oh, you're lucky. And it's like, that's makes me very mad. It makes me upset because I think, no, I made different choices and, and I'm very honest about what choices those were. And I'm, I'm here, here's the path. Why don't you follow it? And it's hard to see women give up on their own lives. It, it, it's very hard. Nothing's luck. That's the way I always see it. You have to take action on things. You've got to be deliberate in the things that you want to change in your life, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, I get to see that behind the scenes. I thought it'd be good just for everyone to know that that does happen. Yeah, I get really upset. Yeah. I really do. I have to have a whole reset, um, it, you know, because it's heartbreaking to see someone who could have an amazing life and they kind of go back to their sadness or go back to things. Uh, Well, I'll thank you on camera because I certainly, when I started uh, this endeavor, there were very few people who were like, Oh, you're going to be a professional life coach. 
that seems like it's going to work. You know, it's kind of like saying you're going to be a professional athlete or a professional musician or a rock star and people are a professional YouTuber and people are kind of like, Oh, okay. That's, is that real life? Is that, uh, but as I was starting this and going through the, the growth um, struggles that always come with starting something new, you were always supportive and always believed that it would work out. So you've helped change these women's lives too. Well, that's good news. No, I have. I've always believed in in Sarah and where she was going with this and certainly want to be a supportive partner in any and every way I can. Which is why you came on the podcast. That's right. Happy to be part of this 200th (laughs) podcast episode. I know. I was like, my 200th episode's coming up. What should I do? And I was like, you, I want you. So you're my favorite guest so far. Thank you. you guys for coming on i hope you've enjoyed today uh from for more from ben and i where we answered questions about finding good partners nice guys how we manage our relationship a little more um you can check that out on the website at sarahkramsey.com and if you go to the hi i'm sarah page you can see wedding shots of us as well as that interview down there at the bottom so thanks for coming on babe thank you all thanks for having me Have you ever wished, oh, I wish I could just work with Sarah? If so, go right now to sarahkramsey.com. Check out the program section and see if the Wondrous Woman program is right for you. I help people reconnect with what's right with them, become toxic person-proof, and design lives they're excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live, there's tons of support, and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.